Stulenium Radio, Jonathan Stewart. Today we're going to do a price earnings EPS sensitivity analysis. Sounds pretty good, huh? It's another method of using the price earnings ratio to determine if a stock is selling for a good price. If you're near a computer, you might want to point your browser to my.acu.edu. We're going to be using an Excel spreadsheet to do this analysis, so I'll tell you how to download it and use it in just a minute. Thanks for tuning in today. It's time for some price earnings EPS sensitivity analysis. Yes. Back in episode four, we talked about using the price earnings ratio to value a stock. If you haven't listened to that show, I'd recommend you check it out before continuing with this one. Episode 4 is 12 minutes and 47 seconds long. A deceptively small window to change your life. Now with price earnings valuation, we forecasted the future EPS of the firm as well as their future price earnings ratio. And we multiplied those two numbers together to get a prediction of the stock price at some point in the future. Then we found the present value of that number, giving us an intrinsic value that we could compare to the current stock price. If the current stock price was less than the intrinsic value we calculated, then the stock might be undervalued or on sale. So after learning about price earnings valuation, you may have been thinking, Stuart, this P.E. valuation is pretty strong, but what if my estimates of the future P.E. ratio or the future EPS are crummy. How can I know if it's a big deal or not? Well, today we're going to do a sensitivity analysis that might provide you with a little peace of mind. Now, if you're in my financial management class, go to our course site in Blackboard. In the course documents area, go to the Stulinium Radio folder and download the EPS PE sensitivity worksheet. If you're in STAR, Go to the STAR community page and download the file from the Valuation Worksheets area. Anyone else can download it from the Stulinium Radio webpage or just email me and I'll send it to you. Open up the file in Excel. This worksheet is one of a couple of valuation tools that the members of ACU's Student Managed Fund use for virtually every stock they consider. The example that I'm using today is Walgreens, and it was put together by Heather Weems and Morgan Lindsay, two members of STAR, during the spring 2007 semester. Toward the top of the worksheet, in the cells shaded yellow, are the input variables that we will need to do this analysis. First, the recent price of the stock. In February 2007, Walgreens was selling for $45.32 per share. Next is the number of days left in the year. Here, it was 331 days. 
The worksheet uses that information for the present value calculations later on. Next is K sub I, the required rate of return. In STAR, we generally use the security market line to calculate our required return. However, some people just pick a target return they wish to achieve, like 10% or 15%. For Walgreens, STAR used a 9.12% required return. Next, we need the forecasted EPS and forecasted PE. In this example, Heather and Morgan used Value Line's forecasted EPS of $3.20 for the 2009 to 2011 period and a forecasted PE of 26.5 for that same period. I'm going to use 2010 as the middle of that range for my present value calculations. So we're going to be looking forward for 3.9 years. Now in a basic PE valuation, I would take the forecasted price earnings ratio, 26.5, and multiply it by the forecasted EPS, $3.20. That would give us a forecasted price of $84.80 for 2010. In fact, if you look at cell B19 on the worksheet, that's what we have. Now assuming that Walgreens stock actually sold for this price at the end of 2010, what is it worth to us today? Well, the present value of $84.80 in 3.9 years using a required return of 9.12% is $60.23. That's our estimate of the intrinsic value. Now this got everyone's attention because the stock was selling for $15 less than that at the time of this analysis. But the question is, how comfortable do we feel with our estimates? When I see a stock that appears to be undervalued, I look at it skeptically. Sort of like if my brother, Mega Joel Stewart, was to bring me a piece of cake out of the blue. I'd immediately think, what's wrong with it? What if we have a good estimate of the EPS, but the price earnings ratio doesn't stay up there at 26.5? Well, that's where the sensitivity analysis comes in. Look at the first table, right below the input variables. It's labeled PE sensitivity for forecast 2009 to 2011. This table uses PE valuation to calculate the intrinsic value of the stock under several different situations. This first table assumes that the EPS estimate is accurate, so it remains constant at $3.20 on each row. But the PE ratio changes. This analysis uses a range from 20.5 all the way up to 30.5 for the P.E. ratio. Look at row 21. If we bought this stock at $45.32 and the company hit the forecasted EPS number and the P.E. ratio went up to 30.5, then that would be spectacular for us because the price at the end of 2010 would be $97.60. And that's worth $69.32 to us today. Looking at the last column on that row, 
you see that this would translate to a 21.6% annual return over those four years. The real risk that we face is that Value Line's estimate of the P.E. ratio is overly optimistic. Look at row 16. What happens if Walgreens hits their EPS estimate, but the market is only willing to pay for a 20.5 P.E. ratio? Well, then the stock would trade at $65.60 at the end of 2010, and that is only worth $46.60 to us today. But in this case, that was still greater than the market price, so as long as they could maintain a 20.5 P.E. ratio, we could earn our required rate of return. We looked at the value line report for Walgreens and saw that their average annual P.E. ratio had been 21 or more since 1996. So it seemed plausible that it would be at least 20.5 at the end of 2010. Let's look at the second table, labeled Earnings Sensitivity for Forecast 2009 through 2011. Here, the basic calculations are the same but we are holding the P.E. estimate constant. For Walgreens, that was 26.5, and we are considering a range of EPS forecasts. ValueLine predicted $3.20, so we used a range of $2.56 all the way up to $3.84. The middle row, row 28, uses both of ValueLine's forecasts, 23.5 for the price-earnings ratio, and $3.20 for the EPS, and it results in the same $84.80 prediction for the end of 2010 that is still worth $60.23 to us today. Look at row 30. Cell D30 uses an estimate of $3.84 for EPS and multiplies it by the price-earnings ratio of 26.5 to get a forecasted price of 101.76 at the end of 2010. The present value of $101.76 is $72.28 over 3.9 years using a required return of 9.12. That's considerably higher than the stock was trading for at the time of this analysis. So if they could hit the PE of 26.5 and deliver EPS of $3.84 in 2010, this stock would be way undervalued at the time of the analysis. So that would be great if that happened, but it might not be very likely, and it isn't really what we're worried about. What we're worried about is what is this stock going to be worth if they miss their EPS numbers in 2010? Look at row 26. If Walgreens missed their EPS estimate and only delivered $2.56 per share in 2010, and they had a P.E. ratio of 26.5, their stock would trade for $67.84. That would be worth $48.19 to us today. Again, that is more than the $45.32 that it was selling for at the time of this analysis, so it still looked pretty good. We still had some margin of safety there. Furthermore, if they hit the low EPS estimate of $2.56 per share, that would be an 11% annual growth rate for the four years. Now, this made us feel pretty comfortable about the price of Walgreens because for the last 10 years, their earnings had grown at a rate of 16.5% per year.
and value line was forecasting growth of 16% for the next three to five years. So 11% sounded like a pretty reasonable estimate. So ultimately, this sensitivity analysis led us to believe that Walgreens was selling for a good price, and the members of Star decided to add shares of Walgreens to their portfolio. Time will tell if this was a good choice, but this analysis was one of the things that led Star to purchase this stock. Well, it's time to call it. Hey, if you want to learn more about Walgreens and some other interesting companies, read the book Good to Great by Jim Collins. It's a very interesting book that any business major will really enjoy. Hey, I appreciate you tuning in today. Jonathan Stewart, Stu Linium Radio. Laters. Laters.